Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eric Lucero and Paul Berezetsky of Sharpen the Axe on EnterTalk Radio, powered by Pitbull Audio. How are you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How was your fourth? It was uh, good, just pretty mellow, actually. I worked the first half of it and then just kind of bar hot the second half. How was yours? Pretty good. I had a bunch of gigs this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Tell me about your gigs. How are they? It was a pretty good cover band called Toga Party. They're playing all around town. I just started nice. playing with them, and they kind of threw me right into the deep end. Like <laughs> three, three gigs in a row, three nights in a row with like yeah. a bunch of songs that I was trying to hang in. It was really fun. Uh, so it was nice to have a you know a day off and just kind of unwind. But. Uh, watch the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I keep hearing about how pets are like terrified of fireworks and how shelters fill up like the yeah, busiest day. Like now I can't enjoy <laughs> thinking about pets getting scared. Yeah, it's that. Well, I mean, nothing new, but now it's getting publicized more, yeah. which is kind of nice. I mean, and now there's uh, there's like, silent fireworks now. I heard. Oh, that's what? <laughs> that's a new one on me. Silent fireworks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, now I have something to Google tonight. I, that's going to be right. I don't rad. think that's as fun for people, I'm sure. I, I mean, I, you know, yeah. feeling that for pet society, really like, you know, feeling that like pressure of the explosion, it's it's pretty, pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's something to be said, especially when you're underneath a big, uh, you know, the big ending of a. Uh, of a, fi a good fireworks oh, yeah, show, they do but that. but I know they even sell like uh, kind of padded jackets for pets to put on for Fourth of July or oh. for other loud events where they don't really feel the pressure from it. Is that what freaks them out more than the sound? Is it the a, a, it the a combination of both? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I have three dogs, uh, and uh, luckily they live, uh, you know, where there's no fireworks or anything nearby. But yeah, it's a and thought the, on those around that time of year. Hearing too. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, they hear beyond what we can. Yeah. But uh, what our hearing and our limitations, uh, we got nice segue. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to uh, what we use our ears for. Uh, we had a pretty cool show last time where I brought uh, a bunch of uh, phasers, that, or I'm sorry, not phasers, uh, Vibe and Rotary and Univibe stuff that uh -huh. was all kind of around 150 bucks or around 100 up to 149.99. Yep. So for this week. Uh, Instead of focusing uh, last time on one particular type of effect, I decided to just put together a pair of uh, little four, four pedal, just kind of quick fly rigs. Mm -hmm. And they're both similar, but yet kind of different. Uh, for this first one, I put together something that I could, you could get conventional with or uh, get weird with. And uh, combining four of my favorites uh, on, on the budget friendly weird? side. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Every time, always get weird. If you can't get weird, get swifty, always, get all of the above. Always making um, things weird. <laughs> I have a true talent for that. Uh, we got the Mower Black Secret to start with, which is a distortion. It is basically a, a Proco Rad, a little compact one. Uh, you got a filter control like on the, uh, on the classic wrap. Uh, your output level, your distortion there, and you can switch between a vintage or turbo, which would be the turbo rat pretty much. Uh, it's a really rad distortion and easy uh, go-to for that classic sound. 
the Wally Looper from, we haven't figured out if it's Hot One or Hot Tone. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, even at Pitbull Audio, we still wonder which one it is. But the Wally Looper is uh, a super easy to use, compact looper. Uh, I, uh, this one's mine. I use it uh, when I'm just trying to find new settings on, uh, on uh, pedals and just keep a loop going, which I'll demonstrate when we get through these. Uh, but easy I think, to use. I think I figured it out. It's ho tone. It's ho tone. Ho 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 tone. Ho yes. Ho <laughs> totally ho tone. Not hot one. A ho tone. Ho tone. Uh, next in line after the ho tone is the uh, classic Boss phase shifter, the PH3. In this case, uh, the first phaser I ever tried was one of these, and it has the step feature, which is my favorite on there. But it's got a whole bunch of other cool flavors on there. And uh, last in line here is a criminally underrated uh, <laughs> delay pedal, uh, an analog delay, the Ibanez Echo Shifter ES2. This is one of the coolest designs, and I've uh, gone through three of these, uh, just abusing the hell out of them, but there's what so much you, cool possibilities. What do you say underrated? Like, just it's not notorious enough as far as... Like, like, uh, or do people actually, like, talk crap about it? I've never really heard too many people talk crap about it. I think a lot of people just don't know don't about, about it. Because it. it's made by Ibanez. And, uh, you know, you think of their guitars and basses first. When you think of effects, you go, okay, a tube screamer. And Classic. Right yep, there we go. Yeah, and our, a nice art core, a rad funk machine for you that you've upgraded and modified. Yep. With uh, what kind of pickups in there? GFS? Uh, yeah, these are GFS uh, humbucker-sized P90s. Nice, yeah. And that is a rad, rad uh, semi-hollow there. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, when you do think of an effect from, uh, from I mean, I think of the Tube Screamer mm -hmm. or maybe some of their other iterations of stuff through the 80s. But I forgot when they put this out, but you can just do so many cool things with it. It's just a different take on, um, on, a, on a cool analog delay sound with a different uh, control format very, here. Very cool looking pedal, too. Kind of right. Like a Moog synthy kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it does kind of have that Moog it's, it's feel the, with the wood sides. The wood? Yeah, it's got the wood sides. Yeah, painted a nice black and uh, yeah, the fader in the middle and some really old school looking uh, control knobs and buttons. But yeah, this thing is awesome. I need to get one more actually that I think well, about it. It reminds me of, uh, I used to have a Juno 6 keyboard. Oh yeah, Roland, yeah. Roland, yeah. Although, although the Moog Mografogers, uh, the, big the big pedals do have the wood sides like this too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the uh, Junos did have those uh, side paneling as well. Yeah. So do you have uh, any previous experience with any of these uh, and these pedals before? Uh, just this one for a little bit. Uh, Tino, who was a, I was in a band with, uh, he used it for bass for a little while. I don't, I don't think he uh, just, I don't know, kind of, kind of, you know, you go through the uh, kind of stage where you just build up a bunch of pedals and then yeah. you, you realize that in live events you don't really end up using it. And he got rid of it. And I don't remember if I maybe used it from him for a while and... I remember using it. It was, it, it, was, it was. I was digging it. I don't remember why, but either he sold it or I uh, settled on my. Uh, I have a small stone. Uh, electro harmonics. Electro harmonics yeah. small stone phaser, which I really, really like. Uh, I think I. I must have. I. I think I A and B'd them, and this one has kind of more, f way more features because the small stone is very, very basic. It's got essentially one knob. Yeah. And, and a little. I think it's just toggle. rate, rate and color. Yeah, yeah that's rate it. And color. Yeah. But. The tone of it I really like because it's got that really kind of seventies uh, like trippy Pink Floydy sort of sound that I that I just really like. So I kind of went with that one. But I think this one has a lot more 
possibilities and colors and it's got that trippy step step kind of thing yeah that you really dig yeah which i was showing them beforehand that's uh you know first time i turned on a phaser it was one of these even though i knew the sound playing through one and the guy that i had borrowed it from had it on step so it was just fell in love with that one immediately i don't have any phasers on my board at the minute but every time i do this is still the first one i think of i think every time yeah now uh is this uh, the first time we had a boss pedal up here maybe i think so yeah we went something like 20 22 23 episodes <laughs> no boss that i can recall maybe there's been one but yeah that actually says something is, well it, it's not not a knock against boss at yeah all. at all i would say just the opposite boss is like so ubiquitous and just the go-to i i have a probably four or four of them on my board they're just you kind of don't think of them you take take them for granted but yeah yeah it's kind of true <laughs> and I've, I've had a rv3 on my board for i think a po possibly over 11 years now wow. yeah a long time and only recently did it start to fail and falter and needs oh. replacing now but i mean that says something yeah i think i started uh playing it i started playing at 10 and i think i bought that at like 13 12 13 so yeah, 14 years. Nice. I used to have one in the, oh, no. and Wait. I sold it, and then I regretted it. Nope, that is... Wow, I am bad at math. Uh, 17 years. Like 17 or so years of service. So, yeah, that says something to boss. You guys build freaking tanks. You're watching Sharpen Your Math Skills on Intertalk Radio. I'm, I am awful. Awful math. <laughs> well, no let's, worries, no worries. But let's, uh, oh, real Gee. quick, because uh, I, I, you know, put these together for budget. The... Uh, Mower Black Secret is 88 bucks. The Hot Tone Wally is uh, 89.99. The Boss is 129.99, and the uh, ES2 is 149.99. So at, at a Pitbull Audio. So for these four pedals right here, 456 dollars and 98 cents. And this is you're gonna see a pretty awesome and effective pedal board. So I'm playing my uh, Electrical Guitar Company Series One with P90s. You also have P90s in yours. So let's uh, let's give it a shot. I shall go to bridge pickup. Yeah, we got it in vintage mode. Turbo and uh, with a little mini toggle down. So um, how about you play? I want to show what the filter can do. Uh, we'll do a mid-level distortion, but this is uh, all the way opened up.
singing. See, that's the, the, one of the best parts about a semi-hollow design is all that sustain and Ex sounds wonderful. Except when uh, you are got your amp cranked all the way up trying to play something heavy and like go next to your amp to the pile <laughs> and start squealing. Yeah, yeah, it can, it can be tough to manage. And if you're on a small cramped stage, Which like... was. Yeah, it could be a bit of a, a, bit of a pain. But uh, yeah, I mean, but, it's... But definitely that sustain is a good payoff. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it uh, I mean, it's a, it's a classic sound. I mean, the Proco Rat has been around since what, like the 70s, I think? Mm -hmm. End of the 70s. It's a great go-to distortion. And for 88 bucks, I mean, how can you argue with it? of that sort of, you know, uh, very soaked sort of desert rock sort of sound. Well, it's definitely a very cool sound. Now, uh, let's uh, hop over, uh, before we get into the looper, let's uh, check out the uh, PH3 phase shifter. So, on here we got uh, 4, 8, 10, and 12. Um, uh, oh my god, wow, I, forgot, I just blanked out. Uh, stage, yeah. Four, uh, 4, 8, 10, and 12 stage uh, phase shifting, a fall setting, the rise, and the step. So uh, let's set the, oh, it's also got controls for uh, rate, depth, and resonance. And I thought this was cool. Uh, they have an expression uh, in for controlling the rate now. Oh, nice. So uh, let's do a slow rate, mid-level depth, mid-level uh, resonance. And how about you play and we'll check it out. That's your dry tone there. stage. Now 10. Next one for step, I'm gonna crank up the depth so it's really exaggerated and a little bit of the resonance. Yeah. 
yeah, that I, I, I've always loved phasers. I never found too much use for them in my own playing. Usually I've kind of get drifted back towards them in the past couple of years, but just that, that alone for me is worth it on the uh, PH3 here is that phase shifting. And I love that it has that expression jack now, which, uh, all apologies to Paul Shedden. I forgot to bring, uh, oh. the, uh, the mission engineering EP one expression pedal, which is a awesome utility device that are available at Pipple Audio as well to, to control uh, parameters and the speed in this case. But uh, any any in particular stand out for you? Well, definitely that, that step one is, is very trippy. As far as the functionality, like I use it a lot. No, not this one, my, the small stone. I've I, more for like funky like disco seventies stuff. <laughs> that I it just gives it like. There we go. It just gives it a flavor that, like, you know, right away, like if it's something from the 70s, it gives you kind of that, that, yeah. that vibe and takes you back. So I, I like to do it for that. Not even to trip you out, just to kind of just give it some color. And it's actually uh, quite a popular thing, and uh, especially a slow, very in-depth phaser is kind of popular with some of that metal crowd. But with especially with that Van Halen crowd, I mean, uh, Van Halen used a Phase 90 quite famously, but uh, a lot of the big drawn-out like uh, Stoner and Doom. Uh, uh, stoner and doom bands uh, will it's it's not uncommon to hear some phase or phase shifting or flanging on some of the lead lines which adds a cool atmosphere to it for sure what i like to do sometimes on stage two is uh throw together the phaser and uh and a chorus because the phaser will thin things out a, a lot yeah uh sometimes and and the chorus will fatten it up and i kind of run them together yeah that's a that's a great a great approach right there to fatten up the sound again without mm -hmm. having to you know, throw an EQ or something in to raise the bass or mids. Yep. But it's uh, definitely a very cool option. Can, you can get funky with a phase, you can get heavy. It's got plenty of applications and there's uh, uh, so much coolness available with it. Now, uh, uh, to go cover the next one before we jump back to the little looper here, uh, the criminally underrated uh, Echo Shifter from Ibanez. So this is an analog delay. It's got controls for feedback, mix, uh, a on-off toggle for the modulation with a modulation depth control. Uh, it's got on-off or oscillation mode. Tap tempo and FX, or this is the uh, the bypass, not the FX, uh, but the uh, uh, engage bypass. Uh, again, for $149.99, this is such a cool option. So, real quick. So you hear the the each little repeat degrades like a normal uh, like a normal analog delay. So what's kind of cool is you see right here, you have a control for the delay time. 
that is on a fader like you'd find on a mixer. Uh, you can do a tap tempo chorus, so. That fader setup kind of looks nifty enough where you could probably, you know, move it with your foot. Well, that's actually how I went through three of these. Because you, you, you keep kicking these little guys. Uh, no, because I kept uh, messing with this so much, I ended up uh, breaking it, uh, yeah. breaking it off, and then, uh, or I didn't land on it. If I was kind of going back up to my board and end up kind of slamming the the middle part Never here mind. in. Don't, don't listen to me then. <laughs> but, uh, I have uh, the same destructive tendencies. <laughs> yeah. I went through two of them like that, and then the last one was lost in a flood in my garage. But uh, oh, wow. the uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and I apologize to it, but the bassist from Terramelos uses one of these extensively, and he's gone through the same problems I experienced. He messes with this so much that he broke it. Mm. But uh, again, it's part of this cool design that it has. But uh... So you can kind of hear in the back, see if I add more repeats. I so really got to max out the repeats. With this or with tap? Yeah, so even say I do this again. Well, you, you, uh, you uh, tapped into what I was going to jump into on accident, but that's. No, oh, no, 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 sorry at all. You, uh, it's all good. It's. Uh, Let's turn that off for a second. But yeah, what's kind of cool is the oscillation. You can you can you have the repeats up on feedback like I did. You can get into some cool manual oscillation with that. So and then it comes back. then nope didn't come back well that's fine because we can turn on the oscillation which creates an infinite little feedback loop and bend time and space And what's cool is I noticed with this, uh, you can kind of control it with the feedback a little. So if I dial it all the way back, it disappears and get your sound back. But you dial that feedback back in, whatever you're playing, or at least a a a some sort of space far flung thing comes back. But uh, while we still have time, we'll go back into the Wally, -E, which has controls uh, for uh, tempo, which has an indentation for the middle there, uh, record level, and back here is the output level. What's cool with this one is you can go half time or double time, 
which will also bend it an octave uh, up or down. Mm. Now we just hit it once to start it recording, twice where it'll turn green and then it'll just play back and then you can overdub uh, from there on. But uh, how about if I play and then you trigger it to record and then I'll show you why I liked this setup and what I can do with it. So, so I'll turn the distortion on. Just once to start recording, so. And twice to stop. Uh, just a second time once, just to stop it. Are you gonna let me know when? Yeah. Just count. One, two, three, four. So you can also bend space and time, sort of, with this. Back to what we recorded, the normal tempo, and then... So, so it's doing the tempo and the pitch when you go up and down? Yep, and that's an octave below so I can still play with it. What I like to do, so we hit it twice to get it to stop, just to play, but what one of the things... Is it, is it looping the effect while the effect is on, or...? Uh, whatever goes, whatever is going into it, so if I had done it clean without this on, it would have been clean. Right. But since I did it with the distortion... So it recorded the distortion, right? Yep. Ah. But the reason I put it second in here is so I can get the distortion, ah. play, and then I can manipulate okay, gotcha. things from so here so after. It records whatever is before it in the chain. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's how all loopers work. Whatever's going, whatever goes in and goes out, but you can manipulate things from the afterwards, so... Are you 
serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com. This is Jackie Bertoni from Jackie's Groove. Come join me weekly on my journey through the music business as I take you behind the velvet rope, interviewing industry notables such as Al DiMiola, Michael McDonald, and Al Jarreau, to name but a few. Listen to their stories on being in the studios recording number one hits and onto the stages throughout the globe. Allow me to be your music historian. You can hear me live every Monday at 2 p.m. and every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time or 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com. Ready to get your groove on? Hi, I'm Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on Intertalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release, and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience with me, your host, Tim Dolbear. Hey, it's Tracy Smith and Beth Venus of Girls Talk Rock right here on the Talk Radio Network. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Okay, Beth, they know that, but we want you to know that the industry pro's choice is Silver Tiger Production. STP is a full-service production agency offering sound, lighting, installations, talent buying, staffing, backline equipment, rental, and sales. Kapow! It's everything in the entertainment performance industry. It's all at... It's all that! SilverTigerProduction.com. Welcome to Sharpen the Axe. Explore the bleeding edge of guitar and bass gear. Discover a sound uniquely your own and cut through the noise. With your hosts, Eric Lucero and Paul Berezetsky. All right, welcome back, guys, to the second half. Uh, wanted to actually continue back from the, the what we had the first half. Uh, we got four new ones with us, but uh, with the loopers, uh, Two things I utilize a ton at home is uh, when I'm, uh, you know, dissatisfied with my pedal chain or uh, particular settings, I just loop a riff and uh, keep it on that Wally, on that looper going right at the front, and then tailor everything uh, after it to what I want it to sound like. It's it's a very useful way, a uh, very easy way to start dialing in your sounds through your rig, through your pedal chain. Uh, and uh, do credit where credit's due. I actually learned that watching a Juan Alderete's Pedals and Effects. Uh, shout, out, shout out to him and Nick Reinhardt. Uh, so after seeing that, I started using that. Uh, actually, that's where I got the suggestion for the Wally Looper as well. Uh, started utilizing that to, to really shape out my rig, shape out my sound. But uh, Meaning you have like a recorded sound on there that just sits in the pedal yeah, until, I just, until your next gig or whatever? Uh, no, no, no. Like, like when I'm at home. When I'm at home just setting stuff up and trying to, uh, to get my sound right, uh, I just have the Wally at the very front I, and everything else behind it on. I just record a riff uh, on it quick and keep it looping, and then I shape everything after and, like, mm. and mark where I want to keep stuff at or where, where it's supposed to be. 
so oh, not not at a show. Yeah, it's, it's when I'm setting myself up, and uh, it's in that kind of experimenting, which is my start of trying out loopers. I found just leaving something cool going and then manipulating everything afterwards, like uh, the way uh, tabletop and noise artists work. Uh, so you're you're to, not trying to play and mess around with dials at the same time. You just kind of have, have yeah. a riff going. and Exactly, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, uh, and then you can generate noise and have some fun after with your own samples and loops. Like I use the uh, Ditto X4 so it from TC Electronic. Uh, we have the little micro version here. And I can, you know, keep some riffs on there, something with it between the two. But uh, to move on to what we have for this round, we have also from Hotone or Hot Hot One, however. Hot one. Either way, the uh, the Grass uh, Overdrive here, which is actually uh, supposed to be based on a Dumble, which is uh, legendary amps that cost as much as a house that were uh, still are being made, maybe. Are they? By uh, Dumble ain't dead, <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, Howard Alexander Dumble, uh, yeah, he is. It, they sell used for 80, 85,000 up to one just sold for 159,000, I think. 159,000? Yeah. Wow. A uh, Overlander, yeah, I think it's an Overland special up at Emerald City Guitars. It was just pretty crazy. I, th I thought you were messing around about the price of a house. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can buy a, a, a Mercedes, at least, what it costs to get a Dumble, a used one at that. Uh, as for getting a new one, uh, I have no idea what to tell you. But it's uh, uh, very famous amps. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was famous for using them. Mm -hmm. Santana uses one. Uh, Joe Bonamassa does now, uh, and other people who have a, a, a fuck ton of money <laughs> to, to spend on that. So it's, uh, this has that mid-range hump overdrive sound in there, apparently. We're going to find out. Uh, next from well, a lot less than $159,000. Yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next after that, we have uh, one of the newest from uh, Mower, the Liquid Phaser. I actually haven't gotten to play this one yet. It's got uh, what looks to be uh, five modes of phasing on there. You can choose your wave shape between triangle, sign, and square up there. The color control and speed control right here. After that, the uh, I think most people wind up starting on these. I still have uh, I have the DD5, the it, later version of that. Oh yeah, which they now it's the DD7 I believe, but mm -hmm. this one is stuck around and it's a classic. Yep. You can't argue with a, a Boss DD3 digital delay, and as a the glitch head I am, you know one of the most basic ones is messing with the hold feature on this, which we'll do a little later. And uh, at the end of the chain here, we have the. Standard Ditto Looper from TC Electronics, uh, a, a very popular, easy to use looper that uh, I sell a ton of. And even I use uh, uh, on my main pedal board the Ditto X4, which is the grand big brother to this one. There's uh, four or five different Dittos in the chain, or in, there, in the uh, lineup. lineup, there we go. <laughs> and for this, uh, the Hot Ton Grass Overdrive is $79.99. The mower liquid phaser is 88 bucks. The Boss DD3 is 129, and the TC Electronics Ditto goes for 99.99. So these four pedals, 396 dollars and 98 cents at Pitbull Audio, uh, and you can always uh, check us out online at www.pitbullaudio.com. If you're in the San Diego area, come on in, say hi, and we can try it out. We can try out pedal combinations like this. So uh, let's start with the Grass Overdrive. Let's. I'm very uh, curious about it. Right? And see how close it is to 89 or 100 whatever thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
What's your first impressions of the uh, of the grass here? Uh, it's not as not as heavy as I thought it would be, but yeah, very mid rangey kind of. Uh, I guess a little tube screamery. Yeah, which I mean, uh, both a tube screamer, a, tu a tube screamer has a mid range bump that uh, gives it its voice and presence, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, ironically enough. Uh, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, famous for a mid range using a mid range overdrive, the uh, uh, the TS-808 from Ibanez into a Dumble amp, which uh, has its own unique voice, but there's uh, something in that mid-range about it. Didn't he have two, uh, uh, two tube screamers side by side? Uh, most of the time I've seen uh, pictures of his little four-pedal pedal it's board. Just it's just one, yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, another quick note, one of his guitar tech sold one, I think, to that same place, Emerald City Guitars. And it was a tube screamer used by Stevie Ray Vaughan going for like eleven thousand mm. dollars. So yeah, there's the hype is real in the market. But um, I mean, it's a pretty good sounding, a pretty killed little pedal. definitely cut through a mix it'll definitely um, give your solos and your drive a just presence say a I don't know would you describe it as nasally kind of that mid-range thing that second part wrong but oh well <laughs> but I mean it's uh, for, if you're going for that a you know not over gainy but bluesy sort of sound this is a cool little pickup for yeah. a cool little pedal for that amount now because uh, I'm not as familiar with this one let's hop over and see what this uh, and, this sorry, mower is all about so move on a bit with both this and the and the looper I gotta say I really dig the, the LED and the yeah and in the, the back and the level control here which is nice you can see from above kind of where you're at yeah. and because it, it's got the numbers on the side of that clear dial there but uh, yeah hot one is a uh, not, not a lot of people look at them but for the compact budget-friendly stuff they got some cool things going they're one of the few little budget companies that has like you know a mod or a, like a bit crusher and other little side designs uh, stuff in there but yeah hot one check them out at pitbullaudio.com what's the little oh a brightness, brightness switch brightness. so It's a very cool that uh, that that brights, which I like that my my stuff bright, sharp, and articulate. So mm -hmm. it's a very cool option. Yeah. Cool now let's pedal. let's uh, check out the uh, liquid phaser. Whoop. 
Yeah, these, I mean, these things are hot. I have like no this, idea what the DC does this output thing is. Have a drive? Let me, <laughs> and why does everything sound like it has a drive with you, Eric? <laughs> Let me roll back the volume a little. Nice, that sounds dope. I like it. Yeah, I thought you'd roll through that one while I'll just play the chord progression. song. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's all I know of it. <laughs> That's all it I says something there. <laughs> Ooh, some pulsing sort of vibey one. Uh, there's three wave shapes you can okay. choose, so sine wave up top, uh, triangle in the middle, and square wave at the bottom. Gotcha. So it's on square wave right now. Oof. So it's the most pronounced, probably. Oh, yeah. kind of different approach to to a phaser than the than the boss yeah the the boss still leans the ph3 from boss still leans towards a more classic sound that is more uh more like milkshake thick sort of very present this is a little more transparency yeah it's a little more modern oh i kind of like that yeah but more transparent not not so much of uh not, not so much top, not as top endy as uh, some of the other ones. It's kind of almost like the the modulation is like subtle and below. Yeah, yeah, it's more at the low end. Like this, this doesn't sound like it thins out your tone. Yeah, it's um, 
definitely got some cool sounds that are on the subtle side. It's mm -hmm. it's not as uh, wet as I'm used yeah. to compared yeah, yeah. to other phasers, so it's uh, throwing me for a little bit of a loop. But th that's one of those things where <laughs> it might actually be more useful if you're in a live situation. Like a lot of I find with these kind of like trippy effects, they're really cool when you're messing around in the bedroom and then you do it, you know, with giant bass rig and drums on stage and all that stuff gets lost. Yeah. yeah. So if it's, I, I, you got to respect it. If, if the effect is a little bit subtle, but your tone is is still protected, I think that might be more usable in the real life scenario. So you might actually have a winner with its subtlety uh, with yeah, the yeah. mower liquid right here. Yeah. Now it's uh, definitely neat, definitely different. It's uh, one I'm going to continue to explore at the store when I have some free time. Now if we uh, move on, uh, I mean, well, what can you say about a DD3? Uh, so many of us have had one, gone, probably gone through several at different times. I've... My, I have the DD5. It's actually, I think it's the my oldest pedal that I have. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your thing. longest lasting. Yeah, I think I've had it since like high school or something. It's... Yeah, I mean they last. I mean, like we said with the with the previous boss, they're built like tanks and yeah. built to last for sure. I mean, you got um, a 50 millisecond short, 200 millisecond up to uh, 800, but uh, you know, your usual stuff. sound I mean always cool deal the one thing that a lot of people seem to miss out on is the hold which is the momentary function so uh, here just play like a quick stab now the cool part is uh, holding it down you kind of have that sort of glitch sort of thing it's it's hard to do with it on um so you gotta have your foot on it yeah the momentary but like let me uh here put your hand on it and when i do a when i show you one two oh i was waiting for that <laughs> oh no worries one two three i missed it oh you gotta hold it yeah one two three Oh, wait, one more try. <laughs> this is part of the learning curve with it. One, two, three. Oops. Try it again. One, two. One, two, three. That, I mean, that's basically all. That's basically all you're aiming for there is you get a cool little glitch hold effect uh, where it's meant to kind of work like a. Um, you know, like an electroharmonics freeze. Oh, whoop. Um. But it's a kind of an underlooked uh, usefulness of that. Now, uh, real quick, go, we'll, since this is such a ubiquitous thing most people know, uh, we'll go to uh, the uh, Ditto <laughs> Looper, which is nice and simple. It's uh, once to record, hit it again, it's playing, and then you can overdub from there. So, uh, how about we play something and then have you overdub it? One, two, three, four. <laughs> 
want to uh, delete the previous one, hold it, back to the original. Now try a different overdub. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. an easy example of the usefulness of, uh, of a looper for, for practicing, for you can use it for performing, of course, as well. But uh, great for learning a solo, lay down the chord progression and just go over it over and over. Absolutely. And again, it's, if this was placed at the very beginning and you were just uh, starting to learn these pedals, like say the grass and overdrive for me and Paul here, you could, <clears throat> excuse me, have this at the beginning, play the riff that you want to sharpen up or learn to to make stand out tonally and then tweak from there. But, uh, uh, erase the overdub. Usually it lets you delete the original, but I mean, uh, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on the effectiveness of these kind of little rigs? I mean, I almost bought one of those ditto pedals at one point where I was doing a bunch of like, kind of like solo acoustic gigs where it would yeah. have gotten handy and then like the gig kind of disappeared and I I didn't end up getting one because I wasn't sure if I was going to uh, use it too much, but very cool for sure. I might have to pick one up at some point. Yeah, and there's, there's a variety out there, but I mean, uh, TC Electronics and Hot One both build, uh, you know, durable mental ass products. They're great. What's uh, uh, what's the length of time that you, you'll record per loop? Five minutes. Uh, including the overdubs on the ditto, and it's 15 minutes on the uh, Wally. Okay, five minutes uh, total of your loops, or each one? I, I believe, yeah, five minutes total, including the overdubs on the ditto right here. And uh, they have other iterations, like the Ditto X2, which uh, has some uh, like half speed and a couple other effects That's on it. That's the larger one? Yeah, there's a mic version of that too. And the Ditto X4, which has... Uh, uh, basically, like two of these of these dittos individually in there, two five separate five minute banks, a dedicated stop button, a decay control, and then a effects uh, seven six or seven onboard effects oh, wow. with their dedicated button there, uh, which I think is is just uh, the bee's knees. I, I love that thing, but uh, it's very easy to build these quick little rigs that you can explore and have fun with. Uh, and even you were saying uh, before we started that you might go to a small micro rig like this. Yeah, okay. I kind of want to go that way. So actually, I don't know if you guys can see this. Uh, this thing right here is the case that has my pedal board in it. So oh, it is this? Oh, wow. It's actually this is the one. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll just throw it up there. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's not ginormous, but it's, it's not tiny either. Right, and I mean, I've seen people who... 
uh, can put like, you know, in a little tiny gig bag, a little nano uh, pedal yeah. train nano board and just run with it. It's a pretty cool, a pretty neat thing. And I mean, you could fit like, like four to six of ones of these size across, you know, three or four of them with a couple bosses, boss size or MXR size enclosures. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, it almost, it almost is one of those things where I want to have a spare power supply and a, like a pedal train nano or a temple audio, uh, uh, the smaller of the Temple Audio boards, just to load something up that's a different instead of my main spaceship board. Right. And just have some fun with something that's a, a you know, more compact. Spaceship board. You got to bring that thing in one time. One of these. You know what? We 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 well, we do bring personal gear. The the Wally is mine. This the okay. This is mine. But yeah, we should bring in our personal boards one day and and uh, and go over them. Yeah. Uh, Mine's right in here. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> and you just knock it right open, and it's right in there. Uh, anything else you want to try or, or uh, check out on any of these in particular? Let me try the the drive with the delay. Just sure, yeah. Any particular way you want to set a short, medium, long delay? Anything? Uh, medium well. Medium, medium well. do that to every delay i really feel naked without the the, the dd5 like I, yeah. I gotta have it even if it's like a little subtle thing it's even if it's not like you know a very obvious express delay i just need that uh, i almost just like them kind of like a reverb or instead of a reverb really so you like a, a sh like let's try a, a short delay uh, no i don't it's not necessarily oh. i don't use it like a reverb but like i would I would rather have a little delay than reverb, or like I could have reverb really, really low or barely there and just a little bit, just give it ambience. Like, so you, I don't need like a long trail necessarily, but. Just just enough to fatten it up and give it a little bit of atmosphere. Yeah, I just don't, don't normally like going super dry with it. There's definitely plenty of cool sounds available just by messing around with these. Before we go, I just want to say uh, we're going to take next week off. Uh, we're going to Summernam uh, in Nashville. 
Uh, so we're going to take a week uh, off. After we come back, though, we're planning on doing something kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so should we reveal it now? or uh, A little yeah. teaser, sure. Yeah, little teaser. So we're going to do a little bit more of an educational focus for a couple episodes. We're going to bring in uh, Sean Hutchinson's of Hutch & Sons Guitar Repair, who is our resident repair tech at Pitbull Audio. And we're going to start with just some basic maintenance tips and a couple easy upgrades that don't break the bank that will improve your instruments, uh, tuning stability, and you know maybe an upgrade in pickups or hardware. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have Sean as our guest. Uh, yeah, so time yeah, after next. Yeah. Looking forward to that. For sure. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm uh, Eric Lucero. And I'm Paul Berzowski. Of Sharpen the Axe on Enter Talk Radio, powered by Pitbull Audio. Thank you very much, guys.